Hey, my friends, if you're looking for a faster, better way to grow and scale your landscape business, you likely don't need to join just another free Facebook group or watch another YouTube video. What you need is a proven, cohesive growth strategy for your business, along with the one-on-one coaching or group coaching and accountability to support you every step of the way. And that's exactly what the Million Dollar Academy delivers to you. The Million Dollar Academy is coaching, tools, accountability, and done-free resources for landscapers who want to take the guesswork out of scaling and growing towards a profitable multiple six, even seven-figure-plus business without all the stress and all the hours of agonizing. How do I get everything done? Or am I doing this right? Or what do I need to focus on next? The Million Dollar Academy is about thinking differently and thinking bigger about how to be a successful business owner. It's about more than just being good at landscaping. It's about how to create more profit and how to scale all while relieving some of the pressure on yourself. We do have group and one-on-one coaching spots available. So if you want to go learn more, head over to milliondollarlandscaper.com forward slash academy and get in there today. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, they not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com and for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Andy Mulder of Mulder Outdoor Services. He's a business owner who's not only mastered the art of landscaping, but also the power of social media. Now, Andy is also a fellow podcaster and host of the Mulder Life Podcast. So make sure you go check out that show. It's an amazing show. Now, join us today as we learn how Andy has used social media to help grow his business into a thriving operation. So make sure you grab your, your favorite drink, grab a pen, take some notes, and get ready to learn from Andy Mulder. So thanks, Andy. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Scott. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is going to be a great episode. I've been following you for a while, and I I love how you're always out there using social media and really getting your name out there. And so I'm excited to have you on today to kind of chat about that and learn from your experiences and how you got started. But before we dive into that, you mind sharing a little bit how you got started in the landscape industry and, and, you know, how your business has grown? Yeah, so I uh, I've been in the green industry and starting my I believe it's about my twenty second year now. I started working for another landscaper when I was fifteen. I worked for him part time through high school and then in the summers and then 
when I graduated high school, I loved working outdoors. I loved doing this kind of work. And so I went full time and school really wasn't for me. I didn't really want to go to college. And so I ended up staying there and worked for him for a total of about 13 years. And then by that time, me and my wife were married and we had just had our first kid and we decided that we wanted to start our own business. And so this is now starting our ninth season. Nine years ago, we started the business, uh, went out on my own. We recently just rebranded to Mulder Outdoors. We started as Mulder Maintenance and Services. And uh, since then, our business has really, it started as doing maintenance and then some landscaping, of course. And then it's just kind of gotten more and more landscaping, more and more hardscaping and we still do maintenance and stuff. I still have a maintenance crew that does maintenance every day, but a large part of our business is outdoor living and hardscaping and, and those kinds of things. And so we recently changed it to Mulder Outdoors just to kind of more encompass what we did. Yeah. So we have usually five guys that work throughout the season, two of them doing maintenance and then three of them doing landscaping, hardscaping. And I'm typically in the field every day with the guys. It's something I love to do. I'm trying to do my best to hire the things that I don't want to do, which is mostly office work. <laughs> and it allows me to stay out in the field more. Yeah, it's just been an awesome journey and lots more to do and accomplish, of course, but I'm super blessed and thankful to do what I love to do every single day. So, yeah. I love the fact that you said that you uh, hire out the things that you don't want to do. Like you said, yeah. the office might work. So that's, that's, I applaud you for that. Most people don't do that. <laughs> I learned that pretty quick. I think about three years into the business, my sister-in-law, Stephanie, She's a CPA and she was doing our taxes from the beginning, but just the taxes. And then as the business kept growing, it got to the point where like it was more than I could handle and knew how to. I mean, I never went to school for any of this stuff. And so she offered to come on and help us with more of the accounting stuff and more of the day to day stuff. And so she's been working for me now for I think it's five or six years now. It must be. Yeah. And uh, so she's her title is the finance manager. And so basically, anything that to do with money she handles. So she works usually Mondays and Fridays from home and she's helped set up our estimating software and literally anything that has to do with money, she touches it. So that's been a huge blessing to me. And it's nice to have somebody as a sounding board. She has a lot of good business knowledge and finance knowledge and stuff. And so that's just been a huge help. And then three years ago, maybe four years ago, probably started four years ago, we hired a part-time office manager and created that position. And I did that because I just couldn't handle the phone calls anymore. And I felt like I spent most of my day just calling people or answering the phone. And then I wasn't getting back to people or returning voicemails, especially in the springtime. And it's not that I could handle all the work. It's that I wasn't getting back to people. And just that, it's such a struggle. And and you can really ruin your name by never calling people back. And even if you're telling them that you're booked or you don't have time or whatever, or you're giving them a referral, just calling people back was the biggest thing I was struggling with at that time. And so adding an office manager, and and again, that's a part-time position that they work remotely and has a, a phone with the office phone number on it. Now my mom, now I recently hired my mom about a year ago. She's been with us for about a year. And so now she does all that stuff. That's a long explanation for I, I couldn't uh, that amount of money initially seemed like, man, I don't want to spend that much money to, you know, I don't want to spend that money to do this stuff. But it is the best money I spend every single pay period is that because it gives me so much more freedom and margin in my life to do a better job at what I really need to be doing in the field, but also really provides more personal time with my family at night. So that's amazing. Many people 
get stuck in the mindset that they have to do everything or they can't afford it. So that's yes. huge that you're doing that. And I love it. Keeping it in the family too. So <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't always intended like that, but it's just happened and I'm thankful for it. It's really great. My hat's off to you. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more of how you have been using social media. I know uh, you and I chatted before and you said that's one of the things that you've really changed in your business and really helped you grow and get out there more. So you mind sharing a little bit how you got started and what made you really go down that avenue? Yeah, uh, I started an Instagram for my business right away. I think like one of the first things I posted was like the first trailer I ever bought was. So I, I literally started the Instagram and, and the Facebook account. That was probably one of the first things I did when I got the company going. And really at that time, like I said, about nine years ago, Facebook was more of a thing than for me than it is now because I was able to advertise for work, of course, and show the things that we were doing. And then I also used Facebook to help find employees and stuff and just using the connections within either my personal Facebook, but also my business Facebook. And then as Instagram began to grow, I kind of it was really just a fun thing for me was I was just sharing pictures of what we did every day. And Instagram back then was just pictures. And as that began to grow, I remember we were doing a job, I think the second or third year we were doing a hardscape job. And I remember putting up a picture of the patio and I stood up on the top of the bobcat to get a higher angle. And uh, I posted this picture and I think then, it, you know, people started sharing stuff. Then Instagram has morphed and changed so much. It's completely different platform now than what it was then, but it was just pictures then. And so then I had like a hundred people that liked this photo and I just, it just blew my mind. I'm like, oh my word, like a hundred people you know, like this photo. And I don't know why I remember that, but I just, it was a moment where I was like, this is more than just fun. This is like a hundred people just saw this photo. I immediately was like, well, the reach of this is so much more than I can comprehend. Now it's not necessarily a hundred people in my direct service area, but that's irrelevant. What matters is a hundred people saw that picture and cared enough to like it or whatever. And from there, it's just been growing constantly. And it's just become such a part of my daily life now. And it's part of my business. And that's how it got started. I just literally started from the beginning, just sharing stuff. It was just what I did every day. Are you mainly just using Instagram or do you post on other platforms too? Uh, so right now, my Instagram automatically syncs to my Facebook account. So I very rarely go and post something on Facebook that I didn't post on Instagram. But there is a lot of times that I post something on Instagram that I do not put on Facebook. Other than that, I have the podcast, which it's a big, like I've heard somebody explain, like it's a big train moving down the road. And so all the pieces hook to the car. So, you know, you have your social media and then the podcast also helps reach people and then you can push them to the social media and then they can be pushed to the website. I have the website, of course, and I've started doing a little more YouTube, but all of that gets shared on social media as well, because my social media following is currently my biggest following, but it all helps it grow. You know, it's a big beast, but <laughs> it's become <laughs> something way more than I expected. But whatever. Yeah. I can imagine it be, can be a handful at some point. <laughs> yeah. I, I often say the internet is a wild place. It's very wild. But anyway, yeah. So mostly Instagram and Facebook, but primarily the main source of the content is coming from Instagram and it gets okay. kind of pushed other places. Are you using anything else to like market your business? I understand you have the website and everything, but are you doing like email marketing or anything like that too? No, or? nothing. I've only ever done social media stuff. I used to do yard signs. I used to do boosted posts on Facebook and pay for 
more viewership or, you know, like everybody knows what that is, but yeah, yeah. that is still a powerful tool. And I really think that's important for people to note is the power of boosting and how basically what that means is you can pay to have a direct audience see your post or more people see what you're posting and you can really dial in like you can get down to like the neighborhood you want the people to see. I mean, it's wild what you can do now. But anyways, I used to do all that stuff and I really don't do any kind of advertising anymore except just social media. So awesome. Yeah. So do you have any uh, like a strategy or a plan that you use to when you're starting creating these things and posting on the social media? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I get asked that a lot. Like, what do you post? Like, I literally have no formula for what I do or Instagram as a whole is so much different than it used to be. Now it's all reels. Everything is a reel, which is basically a five second to a minute long video. And you put music behind it or you don't. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. And Instagram now is pretty much pushing that. And they're pushing that everywhere. Facebook has them now. So now my reels can get uploaded to Facebook. And they used to not do that. Now they do that. YouTube has the YouTube shorts, which is basically just a reel. It's just on YouTube. Yeah. Instagram, the algorithms and stuff like they want you to do reels. So if I put pictures up on Instagram now, it, it gets way less viewership and likes than if I were to make a reel. You have to play their game. It's wild. <laughs> but I literally I try and post something every single day. The stories on Instagram continues to remain the same as it has been. And I don't remember when I started doing stories. I really don't. Probably when it came out. And for those of you that don't know, stories are just it's almost live, like just a minute long updates. It used to be 15 seconds. Now it's you can do full minute clips and you just hold the phone and you walk around and you talk or whatever. I mean, everybody does something different with it. I use it to show what we do day in and day out. And I think that's really when the social media and Instagram for me got bigger and bigger is because I started just showing what we did all day, every day. And it wasn't like I was filming all day, but at some point throughout the day, Every single day on the job site, I was doing some kind of explaining what we were doing, showing what we we're doing. And then you basically you're developing a following of people that are watching what you're doing every day. I always am blown away by the amount of people that will watch what I do every day. It's very eye opening, like just the interest that you can have on landscaping. Like, again, the Internet is wild and you never know who's watching and you know, it started out as just a, whatever, 10 people watching every day. And now there's over 4,000 people that watch a story every day when I'm posting. And I have no idea. I could find out. Who, I, you can see who sees them, but you just never know. And I, I mean, that the more I'll say this over and over again throughout this podcast, and I've said this to many people, is the power of social media is crazy because you never know who's watching. You never know who's watching and you never know how long they're going to watch before they call you. And you never know who they're going to tell that they watch you. I remember we did a job for a commercial business in Maryville and it ended up being like a $100,000 job. And I got that job because the owner's son followed me on Instagram and he was watching me for two or three years. And his dad mentioned that they wanted to do new landscaping at their commercial building. And he's like, well, you should call Andy. This is his company's awesome. Like, look what he does on Instagram. I've been following him for years or whatever. And they ended up hiring me and I've worked for them ever since. And we do their maintenance now. And that job was the first time I got a job from Instagram. And that was probably four years ago. And that was a huge eye opener for me. Yeah, It was like, holy cow, like, now this is really part of my business. It's <laughs> something I do every single day because it legitimately is part of my job now. Did you explain this to your employees? They're not thinking that you're just 
posting just a post or get out of work or anything like that? Or, you know, did you explain to them that's what you're doing to help get work or you just. No, I don't think it was ever formally talked about because I think like, of course, everybody that works for me, everybody's on social media and everybody knows what it is. I think now they get how serious it is now. And so now (laughs) it's funny, like now we'll be doing something with an excavator or whatever. And my phone will be like, Hey man, come over. You got a video this or whatever. And then we'll video (laughs) it or whatever. So like, that's cool because they're into it, but they're into it because I've tried to help it benefit their lives too. Like we've been able to have opportunities where I can get them all work boots for them. Cause I've worked out, you know, we have a partnership with a work boot company. So then I'm able to get them work boots every single year because of that. And all that is from social media. It's awesome. I try and do things like that. I'm hoping in the future to be able to do more and more things like that. Like I've had some really cool opportunities that I've been able to do because of social media, as far as going places and seeing things. And it's been really cool, but I would love to incorporate, you know, somehow have them come with me to do different things or whatever, whether that be trade shows or whatever. And and I could do that without the social media part of it, but some of the content is because they're doing awesome stuff. Anyways, I, to answer your question, I never have formally like said, this is why we're doing it. It's just kind of morphed. It's constantly changing. And I never thought it would be what it is today, but now it's a huge part. And they know why I'm doing stuff during the day. They know if I'm filming, why I'm filming. It is what it is. It's just become what I do every day. Not all day, but it's a part of my job every day. <laughs> yeah. No, it's awesome. So, yeah. So I know you said that you don't really have any plan or strategy do you have any tips for those people that are out there that are like just struggling trying to come up with ideas of what they should be posting or what they should be talking about on these? Yeah. Do you have any tips on that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't formally have a plan, but I know what to put up, put it that way. You know what I mean? Like, again, I try and post something every single day. Usually I'll post something on my feed, whether it's a reel or a picture. I try and story every single day if I can. And that means, you know, Sometimes it's just me talking, saying about what we're working on right now. Sometimes it's walking around the job site. Sometimes it's us cutting something. Sometimes it's a video. Like I have a magnet on my phone that on my excavator that I'll put my phone on and I'll video us excavating and and put that up or whatever. It's important to be consistent and it's important to be authentic. Like there's companies that hire people to do their social media and to do their Instagram and it's a hundred percent you can tell when they're paying somebody to do it. The biggest accounts and the accounts that I enjoyed following the most are when the owner, typically the owner is doing the social media because you're getting an inside look and like direct path to the owner of that company or whatever. Like it's crazy. Like I can message somebody, DM somebody that typically I would never be able to call them or get their number or whatever. But somehow because of the community of contractors and stuff on social media, you have direct access right to the source. And that even goes for bigger companies and suppliers. Like when there's an issue with a piece of equipment or whatever, like, yeah, I don't ever call a company. I just follow them on social media and I'll, I'll direct message them. And the girl that used to run the social media for Unilock, she made a really good point a couple of years ago. I was talking to her about social media and she said that, and I, I complimented her on always responding to the DMs and, you know, Unilock is a big national company more than, I mean, they're bigger than that, but it's wild that you would have access to somebody within the company just from direct messenger. And so she would always respond super well and she would comment on posts. And she said, well, 
not returning a direct message or, or responding to a, a comment is like not returning somebody's phone call. And we don't want to do that as a company. And I thought that was really a really good way to look at it. I always appreciate when people do it. And so I'm, I try and do that myself is respond to people and, and their questions and stuff. But again, so I try and post something every day. I try and be consistent and I try and be authentic and I'm not sugarcoating something. I'm not always showing the good stuff. There's a lot of contractors that there's a huge community of contractors on social media. And so you can really learn a lot of stuff. And I think some of the old time contractors, and I don't maybe you let me know what you think about this, but I, I think that the older the contractor, they feel like they shouldn't share anything. Mm-hmm. Like they're super scared that they're going to share something that is like this one-off thing that no one's ever done. And that's the <laughs> only way they make money. And like, I had some of that thought in the beginning, but like, I don't know. The benefits I've gotten from teaching and sharing is so much more than I would get if I didn't share anything, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I see it all the time. And I actually had this conversation uh, a few weeks ago and in our academy with our group coaching call. And we talked about this exact topic. I'm like, well, most of the information is out there already. Oh, yeah. It's just whether people are actually going to take the action to apply it to their business or not. So just share that information out there. Don't be scared to put it out there. It's out there more likely some way, somehow. So, yeah. you know, get out there, put it out there and just share it. You're not going to hurt anybody. And again, it's most of the time if people are listening, they may not take the action to apply it to the business. 90% of the time, nobody does anything about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, so. it's really, it's wild. I mean, I share a lot of stuff about my company and ways that we've succeeded and anybody can do it. And I'm willing to help anybody, but I haven't had any less business because of it. And I know 90% of my competition, quote unquote competition, watches what I do every single day. And I've seen things that they do because of what I've shown. And if anything, I think it's great. And I think it elevates the industry. We want this industry to continue to grow. And how is it going to get better if nobody shares how to be better? (laughs) So exactly, exactly. It's a different way to think. (laughs) And I think the older generation often thought that, you know, when I know how to do something really well, I don't want to tell anybody because I'm the only one that, you know, it's just, I don't know, it doesn't need to be like that. And I don't think, again, I've shared a lot of things and I have never been short on business and I've never been hurt because of it. If anything, it's always benefited my company, always. And I think social media has just become a norm in everybody's life anymore whether young or older, it doesn't matter. And being out there is so important and using social media and it's free. Why wouldn't you do this? It, it, right. To me, it just doesn't make sense not to do it. And I understand people get held back because they don't want to be on camera. They're worried about making a mistake, but you can't like, I, I'm just learning this with myself with just doing the podcast. You just have to put yourself out there. If you mess up, you're human. Nobody's going to like fault you for it. You know, as long as you're not telling lies and stuff. And people want and are yearning for authenticity in this kind of thing, because everything is fake. Everything on the news is, you know, (laughs) whatever it, it, nothing is real. And so when you're real, people cling to that. And I mean, the, the most engagement I get on things is when I'm teaching how to do something or showing a tip or talking about something that I'm struggling with or saying I screwed up or whatever, that's when you get the most engagement. And also your clients, from a client perspective, they see that too. And it's not a bad thing for them to see that you're admitting you screwed up or whatever, like anything. I, it's just, again, people are yearning for realism and, and authenticity and they can see right through it when you're not. Yeah. All I'm doing is sharing what I do every day. And 
there's a lot of people that like to watch. It's really cool and it's really exciting. And I never expected it. It's just, it just happened. So, well, I think too, you're setting yourself up as the expert, you're explaining it to. So, no matter if it's a potential customer or it's a fellow landscaper, you're setting yourself up as the expert by showing that you know how to do this type of thing. Yep. So, put yourself out there. I, I encourage everyone to do it. And people like to, whether it's clients or other, whoever's watching, they like to watch the process. They like to see how something gets built. Uh, and a lot of times it's like they didn't know that's how it was done. Or like I've had clients that asked me to use a certain product that I showed on a job and it was a more expensive product, but because I showed it and how it worked. And in this instance, it was a type of joint material for pavers. And I wasn't going to do this on their job. And they asked why I wasn't doing it. And I said, well, we were trying to stay within a budget. And in this instance, it didn't really make sense to do it. They're like, well, how much more is it? And I tell them and they just like, well, I really liked you showed the benefits of it. And I was really impressed by that in your social media. And, and so they used it all because I showed how something worked and why it was better. And it's often you don't get those opportunities in the sales process. Like it sounds like that would be an easy thing, but sometimes it's not that easy. But then it's much more organic when they're the ones that are seeing the benefit to something, you know, Yeah. because they're talking about it at home while they're not with you. And they've already made up their mind about what they want because what they saw, instead of you bringing something to it and trying to sell it to them, the selling work is already done. That's a very good point. Very good point. 90% of the, I would really say 90% of the leads that I get from Instagram are almost a done deal on the job because they know me. Basically, they know me. They feel like they know me. Mm -hmm. They know our work. They've been watching us for 90% of the time. It's well over a year. They know everything about me. They know all the work that we do. They know our equipment. They know how we take care of things. And they're sold on using me. It's never a cold call when they're calling me and they follow me on social media. It is like the hottest call you could possibly get because <laughs> the deal is done. They want to work with me because mm -hmm. they've been able to watch what I do and they trust that. You're, you're not going to be able to put that out in a, a postcard or no. some Facebook ad or anything like that. So. No. <laughs> Everybody sees right through that stuff. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. And like I said, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything right. new. Just a little bit of your time. Why would you not do this? That's right. We spend thousands of dollars on all these other advertising and marketing campaigns. Use this platform. <laughs> yep. It just takes time and it takes making a conscious effort. Now for me, it's part of, it, I just do it. It's just part of what I do. I just sure. do it on a whim. Like I see something, I'm going to film that. And a lot of times I'm filming something and I'm not posting it right away. I'm constantly filming 10 second clips of little things or 20 second clips. And then later I'll use the footage and make whatever I want to make. Stories are usually pretty much, most of the time they're pretty much real time for me. I don't often pre-film my stories. I can and I have, but I often, it's very much in the moment, but it has become part of my daily routine. But if you've never done it before, just start with something, start with a daily post, start with something. And like the things that you think no one would care about is always the stuff that gets the most response. Always. Like I'll post like a picture of a, a wall of hand tools and we made a rack that hangs them like that's nothing mind-blowing but all of a sudden you get all this engagement and people are like oh that's so cool and now that's more geared towards like the contractor which i have a a huge following of contractors that follow me and then that i interact with and stuff but 
you know, I, I try and mix in the nice photos and like job site specific things that are more geared towards the customer. And then I'd show a lot of things with equipment and different, whatever it is. I mean, excavating or, or running a ditch, witch or whatever we're doing, I try and do a mix of both. And then mostly that posts that have the more client directed pictures or reels, I will push those to Facebook because I don't connect with near as many contractors or, you know, peers on Facebook as I do on Instagram, if that makes sense. So do you get into any of the, the analytics or the trends or anything out there, or you just kind of pick something, a song that you don't formally go and research things and watch. I mean, I I'll look and see how a post is doing or how many, you know, if, if a reel gets a hundred thousand views and I'm like, Holy cow, like that's amazing, which is, it is amazing. But then randomly you put a video up and it'll go viral and you have a million views on it. And you don't know, it's like, I've had a reel where I used an excavator to sweep something with a broom that we have in the end of our excavator. And that video got like 3 million views. And I have no <laughs> idea. It's just like, and it's always the ones that you don't think. And it is like the wild, wild west. Like you have no idea what's going to hit and what's going to not. I've just consistently stuck to sharing things that I want to share and what I think is cool. For me, it's like a diary. It's like a new age diary. Like I did on my podcast at the end of the year last year, I did a podcast where I basically went back to the beginning of my feed from that year in January. And I just scrolled through photos and I talked about every photo or video or whatever I posted. It was like just a look at my year. You know, I enjoyed that. I think it's cool to have it there. Maybe it'll be gone one day. I don't know. They could delete Instagram tomorrow and all that could be mean nothing. And I think that's important to keep perspective too. It's like, this is just a fad and it will eventually go away. Yeah, It really will. I hope the content is stays there somehow because there's a lot of stuff on there that I probably don't have because I've made it on Instagram or whatever. Like I'll, I'll be sad if like I lose all that footage. It's cool that like I can look back nine years and just follow the path of my company. That's, that's awesome. You know, because I've always been doing it. Yeah. I think that's key to it. You you mentioned earlier about being consistent with it. I think that's a key with anything we do in, in life and everything. It's just being consistent with it and just yeah. being out there. And I know the algorithm likes that. Like if you're randomly posting, like you're going to get much more engagement and viewership and all that stuff if you are constantly, because people want to see your stuff all the time. If you're only posting randomly, they're like, oh, whatever. I don't know what that is, you know? But like I had a customer call me last Friday. I had never, I didn't know who they were. And they bought a house, a beautiful, huge property in Valparaiso. And she's been following me for a year and a half. And I asked her, she got my name from Instagram. I said, well, how did you find us on Instagram? And she said, she's like, I don't know. One of your reels just came up in my feed. And I was, you were starting that big job that you just did. And I thought it was really cool. And I've just been following, I followed that whole project the whole time. And I just love everything you're doing. And I want you to do our landscaping on a new house. And, and she knows me. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, the more you post, the more things get shown and, and you never know who's going to see it. You never know. So for a year, she's been watching in the background. I had no idea. And now she's ready to do something. And I'm the one she wants. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's the simplicity of doing this. <laughs> the content is what I'm doing every day. Mm -hmm. Whatever's in front of me is what I try and share that day. It's very real time. I very rarely share something that was more than a week old. Very rarely in the winter, it gets a little scarce because I end up like I run out of things to share that are cool. And so sometimes then I'll go back and look for something and 
whatever a picture is, I'll share a story and the, you know, the post about it, the words about it or whatever. And I'll try and talk about what happened in that moment or whatever. And I don't know, just try and be helpful or share something cool or whatever. No, I think this is awesome. I, I love the fact that you just keep it simple. You're not getting too crazy about the analytics or a strategy. And I think this is something that every landscaper can do. They can run their social yeah. media just like you're doing. So I, I applaud you on that. And it's awkward in the beginning, especially when you're doing stories or you're making reels that you're talking like it's awkward. It's weird to hear yourself talk. You think you look so weird and like you get over it. But I know plenty of pages that they don't ever show their face. I think it's important to show your face. That's another tip. I think people want to see your face and they want to connect that way. But there's plenty of guys that don't do that. There's plenty of people that post stories every day and reels and they never talk. I've never heard them talk ever. But they just show what they do every day and it looks cool. But I do think that from getting work and connecting with the customer, sharing your face and sharing your talking, and that's a good way to, to connect with potential customers. Do you use any special equipment or you just use your phone or anything? I only use my phone. I have a drone. I have two drones. I have a drone now that the Mavic Mini 3 Pro, it can film horizontally and it can film vertically. So I can click a button and the camera turns so that I can film vertically because you want to film vertically for anything on Instagram. I laugh. Anytime I see somebody that's posting a video that is filmed horizontally on Instagram, the platform is made to be filmed vertically. So it looks better and it comes off better on social media and really Facebook too, to be filming vertically. And most of the time drones, you wouldn't be able to film vertically. They only film horizontally. So then I used to use an app that would convert the video horizontally, but then it shrinks the image. You have to film it so far out because you know you're going to shrink the screen. So the more I get into it, the more I think about what I'm doing and, and how I'm going to use it later. So anyways, that drone is really cool because you can film horizontally and vertically. So then like if I'm using my drone, I'll film a clip horizontal so I can use it for YouTube and then I'll film the exact same angle in vertical. So if I decide I want to use it for social media, otherwise it's all my phone. I now have my regular phone that I film like more day to day stuff and like I'm actually on a lot, but then I have another phone that I bought. It has no cell service on it, but the iPhone has such a good battery life and it films in 4k basically. And I use that phone. I call it my YouTube phone. So I film my YouTube videos on an iPhone, strictly on an iPhone and the audio is comes in really good. And it, for me, like I'm not very good at like content management or like file management. I just haven't figured out. So I bought like a, a one terabyte iPhone that I don't have to like offload every five <laughs> minutes just because for me, it just, everybody finds their own workflow if they're going to get into YouTube. Cause it's a, it's a beast in itself. Anyways, that's what I use. So I, I will film in either one of my iPhones and then with AirDrop, I can move them back and forth because most of the time I'm posting from my actual phone because it has cell service. I very often have the two phones on me and the phone has such good cameras now. It's just, it's incredible. I used to use GoPros every once in a while, but it was too hard for me to get the footage into an easy editing software, especially for social media because the cameras on your phone are so good. So, yeah, but I, again, there is a place for the GoPros and the really good cameras and you can tell when they're really good stuff, but for what I'm doing and what I've done, everything on my phone works just fine. All my YouTube videos, everything I did last year on YouTube from the big project that we did last year, all of that was filmed on an iPhone. Nice. And my drone. So are you using any, uh, special software, like just even for Instagram, do you, or you just use Instagram? No, I, 
strictly use mostly Instagram. And then I have this app called Splice and it's a video editing app. And I edit my videos on my iPhone too, okay. uh, which a lot of people do not do that. And it's just, that's where I'm at right now. I, I need to do better and get better and have like a program on my computer and do it like that. But I just haven't done that yet. It's just, and all that is really for YouTube. Almost everything on Instagram is from my iPhone. Well, I, again, it goes back to the simplicity of it. Yeah. And I think if you make it more complicated, the less likely you might be excited about it, but then you're like, oh, this is a drag. I got to do this, this, this. So keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm very busy during the year. And so to try and my big thing was trying to start pushing YouTube and like, it's a lot of work. So right now, this is what I've found to be the best. Yeah. Most of the time before last year, I only had just one phone and I, everything was on my phone. Everything. It's wild. It's wild what you can do on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It, it's come a long way. It come yeah. a long way. They really have. Back in school and they're like, ah, oh, you'll never have a calculator. Now your phone can do is a computer yeah, and exactly. does everything. <laughs> exactly. Well, Andy, I appreciate all the tips and, and advice you have given everybody on here. I love your simplistic approach on, on this. And I think it's something that everyone can do in their business. Yep. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or share about that? No, I think just the most important thing is to remember that you never know who's watching. And you may think that, oh, I, you know, I only have 100 followers. Or I only have this, that. Well, that's 100 people. If you didn't do anything, those 100 people didn't see anything. So like even when it's small, like it matters and it takes time. And I've been doing this for nine years. Nine years is a long time to do something. And a lot of people can't think past next week, let alone nine years. And it just, you never know who's watching. And the most important thing is being authentic and, and just showing what you do. You don't have to sugarcoat stuff. And when you pay somebody to do your social media, everybody knows it. I don't think you get near the return on your investment if you're paying somebody to do your social media. I really don't. So, so Andy, you might share a little bit more about your podcast. And, you know, I also know you have some contracts and stuff that are available on your website. Yeah. So, uh, molderoutdoors.com. Uh, we're in the process of redoing it right now to fit the new branding, but I really developed or added the contracts in the store, so to speak, because I had so many people that were asking about that kind of stuff. And I thought, that it was a good opportunity to add some resources that people could use. And so we, we sell our, our hardscape and landscape contract and our maintenance contract and our snow contract. And then over the years now, we've added like different spreadsheets and job costing stuff and different things that there's a huge need. I know you know this firsthand. There's a huge need in our industry of how to run your business, not necessarily do the work. I think a lot of people can do the work, but nobody knows how to really run a business. And I didn't until I learned, I've had to learn a lot about running a business. And so I just want to share some of that stuff. And so we have a website that you can purchase different things like that. We have like an employee evaluation forms and different spreadsheets and things that you can download on there. So that's one thing we have. And then the Molder Life podcast, I started that. The podcast went live about a year. I'm coming up on about a year now. Nice. That started from Instagram too. I was doing Sunday night lives. And so basically what it was is I would go live in my barn every Sunday night and I would just answer questions and talk to people, mostly contractors and then anybody else that wanted to watch. And we would just talk about anything like equipment, landscaping, business, 
life. I mean, that's kind of the tagline a little bit, but it's really whatever you want to talk about. And I don't claim to know everything about everything. And I really don't, but I'm learning more and more. And I like to share things that we've learned. And, you know, if I can answer a question, I do. And so then that morphed into everybody wanted that content and a podcast format. So then I started recording it and started a podcast. And so a lot of times the podcast is a recording of those Sunday night lives. But now I've started to interview people here and there that I feel like I want to share their knowledge and think that it could be helpful to the listeners. And uh, it's just fun. I don't know. I just do it because I think it's fun to do. I have a passion for the industry. I've had people help me help my business. And I feel like I could help people in this way. And it's fun. I often have heard people say that business ownership is lonely. And I think that social media and this kind of stuff has really helped business not feel lonely. You don't feel like you're the only one that's struggling with something or the only one that has this one problem. Everyone is struggling with most of the time the same stuff you are. And so I I think it's just been really cool. And I don't know what's going to happen next, but I'm just riding the wave, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I I love it. I appreciate you sharing all the information here today, not only on the show, but on your podcast, too. So thank you for that. You're welcome. No problem. So, Andy, I appreciate you being on the show. Do you have a few minutes for some fun questions? Sure. All right. What was the last thing you've done that you're really proud of? It could be work, personal, whatever. Um, hmm. I am really proud. We did a huge job last year that we were on for a whole year long. That was a really proud moment in my career. But I think one of the parts of that project that I'm the most proud of is that me and the clients were still, and I think our in really good terms and good, you know, friends after doing a project like that. I often hear of stories where you get into the, a, a larger project and and it ends up being a mess or whatever. And I think uh, it's a huge accomplishment to do a project that was for us an entire season and still have a really good relationship with the customer. I was really proud of that at the end. So nice. And if you guys haven't seen this project, go check out his Instagram story. It's amazing. I'm a, I'm a water features guy. So I, I love that the big waterfall and stuff that you had on there. Pretty wild. (laughs) Pretty crazy. All right. So if you could read one person's mind, who would it be? Um, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, we can go on the next one. I don't know. One person's mind. Maybe read my wife's mind. I don't know. That that might be helpful. That might be be very helpful, right? No. (laughs) I understand that one. No, I I don't know. I I probably, um, I don't know, maybe Dave Ramsey's mind. Okay. I look up to Dave Ramsey a lot and follow a lot of his principles. And, uh, I think, uh, I, I could learn a lot from something like that. So, yeah, I can definitely see that. I've been through his course a long time ago and it's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. What's the most annoying bill that you have to pay? The most annoying bill. One thing that just stands out like, I hate paying this, but I have to, I need it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I often don't see the bills get paid very often anymore. So I don't know what's annoying. Um, probably my gas. My gas bill is always absurd how much we spend in gas. Especially last year, I looked at how much we spent in comparison to 2021. And I was like, it's absurd. <laughs> and I don't even care. Like, I don't even look at what it costs anymore because it's irrelevant. I'm just going to buy it every time. But it's just yeah. like, it's a lot of money. It is. It is. It's crazy. I don't think it's going to be going down anything significantly yeah. anytime soon. <laughs> We're just going to keep buying it. So I don't really yep. care. Yep. <laughs> All 
All right, Andy, again, thank you for being on the show. It's been an amazing interview here, amazing talking to you. I look forward to uh, chatting with you in the future and working together in the future. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, definitely go check out Andy's podcast. Go check out his contracts and other forms and, and calculators he has on his website. They definitely provide a lot of value in both the podcast and the contracts. So go check that out. We'll put all the comments or all the links, I should say, in the show notes. So, all right, guys, thanks for joining us today and hope you have a great day. That's a wrap on another exciting episode here of the Millionaire Landscape Podcast. Now, thank you for joining us on this journey and thank you for being a member of our community. Remember our motto, do it dirty means just get started and not be afraid of making mistakes. We honestly believe this is one of the keys to the success in this industry and in life. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment, head over to Apple and leave us a review. Your support helps us reach more listeners and bring even more value to the show. Until next time, keep doing it dirty and grow your business to new heights.